0: This is The Internet Report, where we uncover what's working and what's breaking on the internet and why. I'm Angelique Medina, and I'm joined by my co-host, Archana K. Hello, guys. So this week, we are not going to be covering any major outage. We didn't really have one last week or one that really caught anyone's attention. But we do have an election coming up next week in the U.S., which... Uh, is, is making uh, news around the world, I'm sure. So we thought we'd take a closer look at some of the hosting of some of these election sites, voter registration sites, that sort of thing. Yeah. So we were looking at um, a, a, a dozen, well, actually 14 sites. Um, we just picked some of the sites that are um, getting the most attention in terms of, of um, you know, their, the, their importance um, in terms of right. the election. So um so yeah let's let's dig into it.
1: Let's dig into it. Um we had some you know kind of to set the context before we start looking at um you know um, shares here. This is something we've always been doing, you know, when there is an interesting event coming around like in thousand eyes fashion, like just to see what's going on um and then kind of monitor. So like Angelique was saying we're looking at about 14-15 um state election sites um and we've been tracking them over um a couple of weeks now I think uh, actually yeah. a little bit more than that as well and we saw some interesting trends in terms of um, where how they are hosted uh, you know what the architecture is Did they have a CDN or are they self-hosted or not so or a couple of nice differences there uh, we did see an outage uh, in one of the um, sites, and again uh, we're not tracking all sites so uh, you know it was just one thing that caught our attention which was interesting so we'll walk over that as well and then we'll discuss some pros and cons of, you know, self-hosting versus not and the impact of CDNs and so on. So let me go ahead and start sharing what we have here. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to look at
0: a specific example here, but I think what was really interesting to us is just kind of like a, a, a takeaway was that, you um, at least I was fairly surprised that nearly all of the sites that we looked at are front-ended by a CDN. Yep. Now that yep. seems like that would be par for the course in terms of like any major kind of like modern application. Of course, it's fronted by a CDN. Yep. But we've seen a lot of government sites that don't use one. And so it was surprising then, to me that almost all of them we looked at exactly. are front
1: No, exactly. And I know we had this conversation like early on, you know, in our podcast series where um, the unemployment website of New York um, had had major issues. They actually had an outage for, you know, a significant point in time. And we noticed that they were self-hosted. Right. And that was a discussion we we had and um, could clearly see where the packet drops were um, within their um, network and environment as well.
0: Yeah. So, so they were much more prone to congestion based exactly. on just fluctuations in usage. Whereas I think like New Jersey, which is, you know, borders New York, that particular state is like they were front ended by a CDN and seemed like their performance was a little bit more even.
1: Yeah. 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 So, You know, so in the same lens here, we're looking at Florida actually, Um, and Florida clearly is, you know, front-ended by Cloudflare, as we can see here. So we're just looking at it from different points across um, the U.S. Because, as we know, most people who live in Florida are accessing the site from other states.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, it is. It is. It is. There are a lot of folks who uh, live in Florida part time. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) Partially true. It is
1: no, actually, it, it is. I I know a lot of New Yorkers,
0: yeah, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, they are thinking of uh, making use of their um, voting uh, registration in Florida. So yeah, so apart from Florida, we noticed Arizona and Georgia were other examples too that was using um, Cloudflare as their CDN. We noticed this is where we're looking at Colorado, and uh, we noticed Fastly as you know another uh, provider. uh, We we obviously saw AWS CloudFront in there. We saw Encapsula, Akamai. Mm-hmm. so yep. kind of like a all-around distribution of providers, no favoritism here in terms of which is the best CDN provider or not. And in terms of self-hosted, we saw a couple of um, specific um, sites. One was Iowa, and the other one was Michigan, where we noticed that they were self-hosted, like what we're looking at here is um, iowa's registration uh, website and there you go you can see that they are um, self-hosted although for me angelique like just looking at this like what stands out is the lack of redundancy mm-hmm. when, when you're self-hosting um and what we mean, we mean
0: by that is that we only noticed one service provider connected mm-hmm. to them. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, one of the advantages of having a CDN is just that you're eliminating those single points of failure. You have a distributed edge and those, that whole edge infrastructure is connected to a lot of different service providers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are going to self-host, one would think that you would think about things like redundancy if one provider has an issue Um, Or, you know, and that issue could be physical, could be um, a routing issue, could be a cut. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen. And we were just not seeing that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And this is, again, just a couple of sites we've been tracking, right? So um, it's not something universal across all self-hosted election sites. But that was definitely an interesting um, thing that we noticed. And um, we had a couple of um, outages, actually, that we saw. As well. Um, well, I mean, not a complete outage from the standpoint
0: fair. of the of a site being totally unavailable, but I would say that, like just from the standpoint of how slow it was, it was probably functionally unavailable and down. Yep. Uh, if you're taking almost like 30, 30 seconds. seconds to mm-hmm. load a page, that doesn't sound very good.
1: Right. And um, this was specifically uh in Florida, the site related to Florida where we saw this issue once in um, you know, on October twenty third. It wasn't very long, you know, lived, just about half an hour around the afternoon, which is not terrible. And also East Coast, this is like, you know, six thirty, not too bad. Again, but this these are not like, you know, um, uh, enterprise used websites. So uh, from a time perspective, like time of day doesn't matter, you could be logging on at any point in time to register. Yeah. Um, and again, very similar patterns here on the 14th of October as well, where, you know, um, it wasn't dead, but it was. And about super, the
0: same yeah. length of time too. Yeah, so it was about right. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing happened. I think the Thing that's interesting about the incident on the twenty-third is that it happened a day before their voter online voter registration. Um, closed, so that's that's kind of significant, just in terms of I'm um, you know I'm sure they had an influx of folks that were trying to use the site and and potentially could have experienced issues depending
1: on what time of day they were trying to access. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, that's that's true. Not clear what caused this on the 14th, um, although the patterns were very similar. But the 23rd seemed could be related to that deadline on the 24th. So. Well,
0: what was interesting about both of these is that the network was not at mm-hmm. fault. Um, it just really did sim- seem to be something that was happening at the application layer because we know that um, there wasn't like an increase in packet loss or latency during that period of time. So, yep. um, you know, there's something either in their web layer, maybe on the back end, they were having um, some issues, maybe there's some maintenance, who knows, but it yep. wasn't, it wasn't network related from the standpoint of
1: getting to the site. Yep, definitely. Um, that's an interesting um, observation as well. So yeah, so um, that's that's what we've been doing, just like you know, taking a look at some of these sites to see what differences are there. Um, you know, uh, what's the impact of um, the election coming close by? And the other thing with all CDNs is also that you know it offers a layer of protection, in, in, and there is an added layer of security from a you know DDoS perspective, right? Like this is in relation. Yeah like sites that you self-host versus not, it is possible that you do have a DDoS uh, mitigation vendor in place. But with the CDN, um, you know, if there is kind of a burst of uh, traffic that comes in, they have the resource and infrastructure to kind of, you know, um, assimilate that. So that's definitely an advantage with respect to using a CDN as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So may not be in place to create, you know, for for better performance all the time because a lot of the users are probably going to be fairly close to right. where the the site itself is hosted or the, all of the data um, because it's going to be like state users um, for the most part. So so that's probably not like the biggest benefit. But to your point, the elasticity, being able to like scale based on spikes in usage, and then also the shielding of the site itself, mm-hmm. so that it kind of to phrase the impact of potentially a DDoS um, and malicious traffic can get blocked and all that kind of stuff. Um, it just makes it very easy. Um, the other thing is um, that I think is interesting is that now that kind of like that period of registration is like now I think in most states it's already most closed. Closed. Yeah. Um, but there are um, a lot of folks that are doing things like tracking their ballots and um, looking for early voting sites and things like that. So they still are going to be utilized um, more than usual for the next week, at least. Yeah, definitely. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. I think the other interesting thing that we noticed was, um, you know, while the, um direct link to a registration or a voter site was um, self-hosted. I think this was an example with Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. It was not that all of Iowa's state-related, um, you know, resources uh, were self-hosted. You know, like for instance, the uh, I believe it was the Secretary of State website. Um, you could reach the election voting place from there, but that particular URL was front-ended by Encapsula, for example. So it's not that, you know, um, New York is another other example too. We actually haven't checked New York's voter uh, registration website, if that's front-end or not. That it might I can... be something we could look at, yeah. yeah be... um, but you know, I mean it's, it's, but to your point,
0: I mean it's kind of interesting that there's the the architectural differences even within this the same state and you know different services, they're kind of being all in some cases hosted differently, yeah. which makes me wonder kind of like, what is, is, is it the same kind of operational it, team that's, that's
1: like working on this or are these different teams exactly. that are not talking it, to each other it, or it like, of, yeah. uh, you know, how an enterprise works too, from the perspective of cloud adoption, right? Like, you know, different mm. groups might adopt different cloud providers and they're not really like either they are not, or they are talking, we don't know. Um, yeah. but. Effectively, every organization in some form or fashion ends up becoming multi-cloud, even if you know your particular um, or service that you're um, you know uh, operationally responsible for might be reliant on a single cloud. There could be that. Yeah, that's
0: that's a good point, and I I would also say that like unlike an enterprise, it's even more complex with government because there's a lot of different state regulations that govern how um, you know data is collected and used within each state. State, and so it may be yep. that certain things can be front-ended or can be uh, hosted within a cloud provider's uh, uh, net, uh, infrastructure and network, but others can't. Right. Like a lot of the unemployment sites that we saw earlier in the year. We're not front-ended and and there's some complexities there that we just, Mm -hmm. we may not be aware of that are determining which ones can and can't. So that might also account for the differences.
1: Right, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Well, anything else would be so interesting? I'm trying to um, recollect, but I think
0: How was it? I think that's it. I mean, it might be interesting. Um, At some point, we can also uh, maybe even compare some of the differences with some of those larger states like New York and California Mm -hmm. versus um, uh, those ones that we talked about, which are primarily either swing states or ones that are... um, fairly important in terms of where an election um, falls. So, um, so yeah, so we can maybe bring that up in another episode and, yeah. and I would expect that they also have great um, kind of hosting, but you know, you never know. So yeah,
1: you never know. Um,
0: with that, I think that's, that's our show today.
1: Right. Yeah. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And again, follow us on Twitter um, and always if you have questions, feedback, anything that you'd like to see, guests you would like to see featured on the show, um, definitely send us a note at at internetreportatthousandeyes.com. And as always, you know, you know where to claim your Um, t-shirt, internetreportatthousandeyes.com. Send us your address, a t-shirt size, and we'll get that right over to you. Until then, have a good week. Take care.